welcome back to Chalk for Time. Um, today we're diving into our Easter Sunday message um, from yesterday. I mean, well, yesterday as of the day that we're recording this anyway, depending yeah. on when you're listening to it. Um, but it's Thomas McClure here, joined by the usuals, um, Pastor the usual Ben and, suspects. And, and Jacob, our intern. Howdy. Yeah. So, so we, it, I like it. We've just gone from trying to pronounce his last name correctly to it's just right. now he's, he's tagged. Right. Well, I mean, I realized I was calling you Pastor Ben, mm-hmm. as opposed to Pastor Ben James, and it, it, f- it felt weird going from like. I think that's how you should start greeting me, like in the hallway. Pastor here, Ben James. Yeah, maybe Bishop <laughs> Reverend Overseer. I, I used to do that. My presbyter, my, Pastor Ben yeah, James. My pastor yeah. back home, or he was called Reverend because it was in a Presbyterian <laughs> church, and he hated being called <laughs> Reverend with a pass with a passion, and inevitably he had this one or two individuals in the church who always, I think, out of spite, <laughs> used to say good message this morning reverend yeah. you know like real so wait a minute there are actually churches that will do things say things to their pastors just out of spite just to give them a hard yeah, time I know. it's strange isn't it it's very it's strange weird. i hadn't so heard weird. of it before yeah. but yeah i always um anytime i had to send him an email or something i would usually address it with uh you big rev dog like d-a-w-g hey, it was like that was my dog. Wow. I mean, we also lived together in the parsonage, so we had a pretty casual <laughs> relationship. There was an understanding there. <laughs> but yes, I always called him reverend as much as I could. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> how are you guys doing? I'm how was the weekend? Good. It was busy. Yeah. I think it was a whirlwind for almost, ever, for almost everyone. Yeah. Especially Jacob. Jacob got up at 5 o'clock yesterday morning. Or did you leave at 5 o'clock? I got up at 5. Okay, he got up at 5 o'clock yesterday morning, left his house because he went home to be with the family for a little bit, and made it here. Other than myself, he was the first one to arrive yesterday morning for the 8.30 early service. Mm. So, well done. I was about 16 yards behind. (laughs) I was was walking up and just saw him going in. That's a pretty precise measurement, though. 16 yards. I mean, you 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 coming coming off of the... Well, I'd say meters, but that would just confuse everybody, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that that is kind of your wheelhouse, right there, of estimating yards and meters and mm-hmm. you know things yeah. like that. Yeah. So. yeah, I still aren't not too sure what a yard is, to be totally honest with you. It's but. like a slightly smaller meter. Yeah, three yeah. points. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, it was it was a busy weekend. It was good. We had tons of stuff going on. We had the Good Friday service. Yeah, and we had we watched Passion of the Christ yeah. on Saturday night with the youth, and then. Easter Sunday yesterday morning it was packed yeah you know yeah two services mm-hmm. um, both very well attended yeah uh, just it was good man was seeing everybody's face now see if it were up to me that 830 time would be an every Sunday kind of thing for me not necessarily two services every Sunday but I think we need to bump it up a couple hours that's exactly the response <laughs> that I've gotten with everyone else that I've talked to about that as well so yeah it was it was uh, it was interesting. By the end of the second service, I was completely thrown off as to what time it was. <laughs> I was like, is it? Yeah. I feel like it was lunchtime three hours ago. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, but no, it was great. I mean, you were you were saying we were pretty much at capacity. Yeah, that second is, service in particular. Uh, yeah. yeah, with the uh, with the guidelines that we're following currently, mm-hmm. that was we were pretty well there. Is it pretty well there? Which is great. Yeah, and it's just it's been so nice to see people back again. And actually, like, have community yeah. with people in a safe and, you know, still being able to adhere to everything we need to do, mm-hmm. but have a full house. Yeah. 
relatively speaking. Yeah. You know, and um, it's been really, really encouraging for sure. Um, probably especially from being up front, just preaching. Yeah. Having yeah, just seeing people more faces there. Yeah, it's nice. It's um, nice. Yeah. Yesterday we were we were talking about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um. And as one does as on one does on Easter, Easter Sunday, Sunday yeah <laughs> uh, and we I pretty much gave the exact same message except within about 10 minutes at youth last night because, um, but basically the whole point was that if, if I was to sum it up in a phrase it's like without the resurrection the Bible doesn't make sense yeah yeah um, true statement yeah true statement um, so we, we you started in John 20 yep um what were the verses for that? One through ten. One through ten. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read through that real quick? Sure. Jacob, you're our designated yeah. reader. so Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the straps of linen there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Do you have a good reading voice? I have a terrible reading voice, but it's a very soothing reading voice. <laughs> um, anyway, Thanks, um, Thomas. Uh, I always find one. This we didn't really touch on this, but something I find interesting is that so we got John, right? John and Peter. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call himself the one who Jesus loved this time. He just says the other disciple, but um, but I, I I want to know why he didn't go in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why did he not go? Maybe it was out of fear, and then obviously you got Peter who just runs up and barges yeah. in because he's yeah. like, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> Listen, yeah. all that John was concerned with was he won the foot race. Yeah. Yeah. All right. he, yeah. he, he he made it first and that was all he he may have stopped at the tomb and then done like the rocky thing when he gets up yeah. to the top of yeah. the steps kind of dances around with these yeah. yeah it's an interesting thought though yeah it's an interesting yeah. thought um so yeah he kind of opened with this and then and then hopped around a few different passages here and there mm-hmm. and landed in act two yeah you want to tell us a bit of your highlights yeah i um you know after reading this we we went in and i made the statement that listen i'm not going to tell you the story of the resurrection um just because i felt like the majority of people who are going to be sitting in a church on a sunday morning on easter are at least going to be familiar with the foundation of the story of the resurrection and really knowing the story is irrelevant Mm -hmm if you don't understand the story. Right. You can even believe in the story. But if there's not a reality of it in your life, then it's really not making a difference. Mm. So I wanted to look at the kind of the results or the power of the resurrection or what is the product of this resurrection. And we talked a little bit about different cultural celebrations of Easter. We even went back into the fact that, hey, Easter is not originally a Christian holiday. There's no command in Scripture for us to take a particular Sunday and celebrate 
the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. That should be an everyday thing for us. But um, so you've got all of this just mingling together of all types of different traditions, all types of different cultures. And we talked about modern day, what different countries do to yeah. celebrate Easter. We talked about the history of Easter. It's It started out as a celebration of worship from the Greco-Roman god Estri. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, we get Easter yeah. from that. I feel like some. I feel like there's a lot of minds blown in that moment of like, wait, wait what? Yeah, um, you know. And then we kind of traced a little bit of the history of why eggs, mm. why rabbits, you know, right. and all. So, but then I kind of wanted to do that to kind of set the stage to see how much we have swirling around us yeah. uh, that can take our focus and our attention off. Of what we're what we've set that day apart for, mm. and then I kind of took us through a little bit of a dissertation very quickly mm. of from the moment of the resurrection until the end of the book of Revelation. The one consistent thing is that every message that's preached, every letter, letter that's written, letter that is written, uh, everything mm. is about the resurrected Christ. Right. Uh, so I wanted everyone to see that it wasn't wasn't just me making the statement of, hey, the whole New Testament is a resurrection novel. Right. It's, hey, here's how we see it in the Gospels. Here's how we see it in the book of Acts. Here's how we see it in Romans, in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, mm-hmm. Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Peter, and Revelation. You know, Here's yeah. how we see all of these. Yeah. Um, and, and there were some people that came up to me afterwards going, I had no idea. Mm. That it was talked about that much, mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, and then we, uh, you know, I, I said that my message uh, was I was basically going to dissect someone else's message. Yeah, that I wasn't going to preach. A I kind of wanted to know if Josh Schmidt was listening online, if she, if he was beginning to get nervous. Now, like, oh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> he was he was starting to kind of get a little antsy there, yeah. you know, sweat beating on the forehead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I told him, I said, you know, I feel like since everybody has, you know, you can leave here on a Sunday morning and you can dissect my message, mm-hmm. then I want to take this opportunity to publicly dissect someone else's message. Mm-hmm. And I said, and frankly, this person is a much better preacher than I am. Uh, so we went to Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And we looked at Peter's message, and we dissected his resurrection message that we find in Acts chapter two. Right. Um, yeah, and you were kind of saying it was kind of funny that he, you were doing a expositional yeah. <laughs> uh, dissection of his expositional dissection yes. of Joel and someone else. In fact, he Psalms. quotes he quotes quite yeah. a few different places. Yeah, yeah the he, Psalms. He talks about David. Um, yeah, um, no, I thought I, I I really enjoyed just the um, yeah taking taking us out of that that Christian bubble of thinking that Easter is just ours, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, you know I don't think people remember that same with Christ like Christmas yeah began with a pagan yep. thing Halloween yep. all of them all yep. the ones that we celebrate. Um, when he threw the word pagan in there, which you did on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. it makes people a little bit like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> oh. Did he just say the word? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we had a kid on Wednesday asking about that, and she was so distressed. She was like, rabbits, they, rabbits don't lay eggs. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's and, so funny. and if you kind of want to hear the story as mm. to how the Easter Bunny came about, go back and listen to the... The beginning of the message, mm-hmm. somewhat, because we talked about why the egg was yeah. relevant, yeah. why 
Easter bunnies were relevant and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, Jacob, were there any things that stood out to you throughout the, the morning? Uh, yeah, like Ben said, the resurrection is such a massive theme in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I was I was really impressed. I just like rattled <laughs> off all those different passages. I'm like, yo, when are you going to stop? And he just did it. That's I, exactly what everybody is thinking during my messages. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's just crazy, you know, the resurrection. It, it's everywhere yeah. in the New mm-hmm. Testament. Yeah. And then just Peter. You know, like I said, he's coming off of this upper room experience. You know, Christ mm-hmm. has just died. He rose from the dead. He hung out with them for 40 days, you know, and then he ascended mm-hmm. into heaven. And then they have just, they're coming out of this upper room where you know, the Holy Spirit has just come like a mighty rushing wind, you yeah. know, and it lit yeah. upon them you know, like tongues of fire. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just this encounter and they go out into this marketplace and there's just life mm. just people everywhere and they start getting accused of being drunk of you know this this is something that i've never fully understood right mm-hmm. um, i i i've never been drunk um, but i have a lot of friends and i've spent a lot of time with people who are drunk mm-hmm. Never once have I been with a drunk person who all of a sudden has been able to speak multiple languages. Right. Like, I've never seen anybody who has been intoxicated to the point of being more intelligent. <laughs> right, like, right. How, how did they come to the conclusion? <laughs> well, let's just, let, let, let's kind of use this last year as a perspective, though. Whenever there's yeah. something that, that happens that goes completely beyond our realm of understanding, how quickly mm. do we become experts on exactly what's yeah, happening? This is true. This is true. Yeah. I mean, we. I, I mean, during the yeah. pandemic, we've all become epidemiologists. Yeah, uh, we've all become Doctors. virologists. You yeah. know, we we understand everything. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I just find it funny because it's like, how far are you trying to reach for some sort of yeah? Oh, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, to, if they would have only had social media and yeah. could have been live tweeting yeah. during this whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's you know, and that's what that's the okay. Well, they're drunk, yep. and then Peter just like, all right, this is enough. Yep. And the boldness that this dude had at this point to stand up and, and I never looked at it. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, I I, I was really kind of struggling going into this week, as to I knew what I wanted to talk about, obviously, but God helped me to figure out from what angle and what. Um, what what needs to be said and so many different commentaries and so many different people uh, have have kind of approached this Acts chapter 2 with breaking down this message that mm-hmm. Peter preached and and he broke it down into three you know when he started talking about the resurrection he broke it down into three things you know the reality of the resurrection you know the results of the resurrection and the response to the mm-hmm. resurrection mm-hmm. Um, and I mean it's just Whenever my eyes, because I always just kind of read that as like Peter's just going off, mm. you know. I mean, he's it's powerful, mm-hmm. but he's just kind of going from the hip here and just going off. And then when you kind of break it down, and when my eyes were open to that of going, oh, Peter was taking them somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, especially from the fact of when he started with the reality, you yeah. know, of him taking the 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 human element, the historicity. Of Jesus yeah, Christ. You used the word historicity on Sunday, and I was like, ooh, yeah. historicity. Yeah. A new one. <laughs> and, and just putting it in front of them to the place that they were going to go 
there's no way that we can deny what he's saying here. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no way that, that, that we can argue the reality of this mm-hmm. thing. Especially for the religious people and the, and the Jews listening at the time of like, he's hopping back to Joel and, and David's writings and sort of saying like, like, this is happening. Yeah. Like this has been prophesied forever. Yeah. And this is now going on. And, and we've talked about this a few times, but it's so important that when we believe something, when we do something, when we act something out, or when we get into discussions or debates, um, we need to be backed up by scripture, mm-hmm. which is what Peter's doing here. Is yeah. He's saying, we're not drunk. We're doing exactly what Joel prophesied yeah. well, forever ago. Yeah. And then, you know, just whenever you see the apostles in the New Testament church talking about the resurrection, mm-hmm. they're never arguing it. Right. They're just stating fact. I mean, right. even to this day, there's skeptics, there's theologians that don't believe that Christ was really dead. Right. I mean, there's the swoon theory of he just went completely unconscious, and then the right. the coldness and the spices in the tomb woke him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some people that say that the disciples stole, stole the body. or right. You know, I mean, there's just right. all kinds of different theories out there. Right. Uh, and history records mm-hmm. that the Roman guards, the government were paying mm-hmm. people to deny the resurrection. Like, they knew it happened. Mm-hmm. They couldn't yep. explain it. Mm-hmm. So they started actually compensating the guards and the people who were responsible for this yeah. to discredit yeah. the resurrection event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, Peter's just hitting this thing head on. And Paul, when he's talking to Festus later on in the book of Acts, is just like, listen, this is the G- this is the Christ whom you killed, and who is the first to raise from the dead. Right. Yeah. And that was his statement on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is It is uh, interesting, the sort of different responses as to um, uh, why the tomb was empty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and none of them fully add up, which is just cool. Yeah. You know, um, and it's one of those interesting things of like, I always think, you know, when Jesus rose again, why didn't he just go to Pilate or to the officials mm-hmm. and make this big public thing? Yeah. You know, but instead he revealed himself to two women yeah. who back then had no, like, nothing women said in public was legally binding. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't deemed fact. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't say anything in court. Like, you know, it's one of those things that he had this mysterious way of growing the church Yeah, from... Yeah. Such a small thing. Yeah, you know? and it's almost like faith has been the key element from mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because had he gone to Pilate or the government yeah. officials or the religious leaders mm-hmm. and stuff and made this public proclamation, mm-hmm. then there wouldn't have been the necessary amount of faith. Yeah, you know, and Jesus yeah. even saying, "You know, you're you're blessed because you see mm-hmm. and you believe. How much more are those who don't see me mm-hmm. but yet believe?" Right. Um, so I mean, it just. And you know, one of the things, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead and chop for yeah. time here, mm-hmm. but verse 22 is, is one of my favorite verses. Uh, you know, And Peter, as he's talking about the reality, again, of the resurrection, he said, you know, Jesus being approved by God among you through miracles, signs, and wonders, which God did by him in your midst. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter was saying not only was he here in your midst, but these miracles, signs, and wonders, which are all, all the same thing, Mm-hmm. From from a def- definition standpoint, right. it was, the miracles were what Jesus did. The signs were the evidence that he had done them, and the wonder was how people reacted mm. 
to the miracles mm-hmm. that he had just done. And Peter's just laying out all of this evidence. Yeah. It's just like you can't you can't deny this reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of chopped, were there any other areas that you were tempted to go into and Oh yeah, um, especially when whenever we get to the res, um, the results of the resurrection, because we read that passage and the results that Peter gives us in Acts chapter two of the resurrection is first that death is defeated, mm-hmm. uh, not only for Christ but mm-hmm. for us as followers of Christ as well. That Jesus or the God's word is validated. You know everything that was spoken of about the Messiah, about the Christ, again was just continually with every event, with everything that was happening, was continually validated Mm. through this process. And so much of this, there's so much Old Testament and New Testament stuff that I could have cross-referenced and really wanted to. Uh, You know, it was like, okay, he's validated. Here it goes back to the Old Testament, this, this, this. Here's what Paul says about this, this, and, you know, this, this, and this. Um, But I encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, dig dig into those passages and Mm -hmm. see where these are validated and when they're mentioned again later in the New Testament, uh, but Jesus takes his rightful place. Mm-hmm. You know, he's elevated and he's returned to the right hand of the Father, where he right. came from. Right. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Peter talks about the last result in this passage is that the promised Holy Spirit mm-hmm. has been received. And he's like, that's what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. That's what you're witnessing, is the the reception, this receiving of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's so much in those just those four quick points mm. of you know death was defeated, uh, God's words validated, Jesus was elevated, and the Holy Spirit received. Man, you could have uh, we could have been there all day talking yeah. about that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Jacob, anything you want to throw in? Anything standing out? I think that's about it. Um, if you guys are interested, there are a lot of great resources on the internet that. Uh, talk about the uh, the validity of the resurrection, how alternative theories fall short. In fact, I have a decent PowerPoint if anyone's interested. Uh, yeah, we can I, I, we may we may post that either on the website or the church's Facebook group or something like that because you sent that to me. That's a it's talking about all of the different theories as to mm-hmm. there not being a resurrection and then the the rebuttal, the scriptural right. proof that pretty much just says, "Nah. <laughs> you're wrong." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of probably in, in closing you closed as well with uh the verses 37 through 40. Mm-hmm. Mainly verse 40. Yeah. Um uh, about the importance of repenting and being baptized and, and following Christ. And the idea that simply thinking that the story is true isn't enough. Yeah, you know the demons do that. Yep, they know what happened. They believe and tremble. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to actually actively follow it, um, it and yeah. repent and um, dedicate your life to seeking Jesus and His resurrection and all that kind of stuff is where it's at. Um, but also that for those who are believers, um, that lasts a little bit. We talked about this when we were preparing as well. With this idea of um, on, in verse four, verse forty, and with many words. Uh, he bore witness and continued to exhort mm-hmm. them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And you're saying again, yeah, other translations say plead. Yeah. Um, almost like beg. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that hit me pretty hard of just like the idea of like, when was the last time we pleaded? Not like emotionally manipulated. Right. But exactly. like genuinely 
poured out our heart for someone of like, you know, if we truly believe this, and we truly believe the alternative, um, we should be on our knees begging people yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, I I love how you know Peter just closes this out because you know there's there's a challenge <laughs> to both believers and non-believers here. Right. You know, the challenge yeah. is to non-believers that response: What must we do? Repent and be baptized. Mm-hmm. You know turn from this wicked generation repent and be baptized and then the challenge to that he's delivering to believers here in this passage is all of these people you see around you that aren't Christ followers you need to be exhorting them you need to be pleading with them you need yeah. to be crying out to them yeah and I, it's just it's powerful mm. for sure um, any any closing thoughts before we head out or I feel like we've been I'm just glad we ended the Easter message with a call to action mm. because so many people are just going to, you know, <laughs> call it quits after that, that one Sunday. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, and here, here's the New Testament reality. If everybody's ready for it. Here we go. He's still alive today. And that needs to be celebrated more today mm. than what it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. How are we doing with that so far this morning? So. Right. Right. For real. Well, thank you everyone for no. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, thank you everyone for joining us for Chop for Time, and we'll uh, hopefully catch you again next week. Next week. <laughs>